Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. We have a liftoff. What's up, Doom Nation, and welcome back. You are listening to the Two Doom Men podcast. As always, it's Skaggs and yours truly, the captain. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing good. Ready to rock. Got a lot of things yes, going on. Sir. Some house cleaning. House, some cleaning, house cleaning to do. Got what are we talking things? about today? We got some it's been an interesting time. Yes, man. We are going to be talking about today the uh, real quick the fire the firearms policy coalition, or uh, better wise known as the FPC. Uh, mm-hmm. They got something interesting I could share with you guys. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit uh, about possibly Jeffrey Epstein. Some new information came out around him. <sighs> More celebrities. Yep. Uh, More high powered clients. I think we'll do a little bit of a deep dive into the FBI and the Joe Biden corruption. Mm -hmm. Um, Some interesting news with Christopher Ray came out. We got some interesting tweets of the week and a parody account with AOC. That'll be a little bit of a meaty topic. This has been, it has been the best day I spent on Twitter. I know last episode I was sitting here going, I hate Twitter. I don't want to be on it anymore. Boy. I want you back. That was entertaining. That was entertaining. The uh, the, the Twitter magic recaptured you. Real quick, we got some other things coming up as well. Tomorrow, I'm also going to be recording with Ben from Pilsners and Politics. Uh, yep. Me and him are going to be talking about uh, Trump versus DeSantis, the primary, and the insane rhetoric that's been going on uh, around that. Captain and I are going to be doing another doomed review soon of uh, Heaven's Door Whiskey. I got a three-pack right here. We're going to be... Mm. Uh, I think it's actually a good setup, right? Like it's, you know, we'll, we'll try all three, compare them against each other. Um, we're going to be doing that. That'll probably be out next week. Ben will be out next week. And uh, don't forget to uh, like, share, and subscribe. Don't forget to go check out our TikTok. We're back on there. We're doing good again. Yes, sir. As uh, we did the first time before we got banned. We're over um, a 1,000 followers already. Yeah, we are, man. And uh, we are also working on the live episodes. We are we're doing a little testing right before we started recording. So keep mm-hmm. an eye out for that in the future. We will be going live at some point. And uh, the cool thing about that is that you will be able to interact with us. You'll be able to comment yep. uh, and stuff like that. So you could kind of chime in on certain we'll things. We'll probably start going live right after YouTube gives us the boot finally. Yeah, we'll see about YouTube. <laughs> if anything, you know, again, so thank you for reminding me. Like, this is a good time to go follow us on Rumble and uh, all the other platforms that the show was on. The, the lives will, pr- I, I don't know. We'll see, right? Because we're not necessarily safe for being on YouTube. So it might just be yeah. on Rumble. Uh, possibly another website that uh, the tra- the king of the trash realm was telling me about called Kick, uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a competitor to Twitch. And uh, yeah, they're the uh, anti Twitch, anti Twitch. So we'll see. Things are in the works, folks. Uh, stay tuned and uh, you know, keep watching. We'll uh, we'll keep you updated as we go. So let's get into it, Cap. Yep. Uh, you you had a good uh, topic today. You had the good story with of, the yeah. FBI and the GOP chairman and all of that stuff. Want to bring up the news article? You want to uh, prep? Yeah, I mean, well, Christopher Ray is going to be held in contempt by the GOP uh, oversight committee for not turning in the documents on Biden's play to pay scheme. Long story short, last week there were what three whistleblowers that took the stand and were questioned by members of Congress. Yeah, real quick, um, I, you, I'm sure you saw them. Uh, one of the guys, man, he looks like us. Like he's like, <laughs> you know, receding hairline, big beard. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Damn it. Uh, it's where like it, it's supposed to be a play on Animal Farm where like 
these conservatives are kidnapped by like elite liberals and then they're like shipped overseas and then hunted down in the woods, but they're able to fight back. There's one guy in the in the movie. He um, damn, I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of the movie, but there's one guy in the movie. Uh, he looks just like this FBI whistleblower guy. <laughs> and there's a hysterical scene in the movie where the the, the uh, characters are kind of figuring out what's happening to them because they don't even know what's going on. Uh, and they're like, oh, we're at this thing. And uh, the one the one woman's asking the guy, he's like, how do you know? He's like, I have a podcast. So, so <laughs> it's just so funny. The, the guy reminded me so much of that character. So I've never seen this movie you speak of. I think I know what you're talking about. The Hunt. Uh, I think it's called The yeah, Hunt. Yes. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, go check it out. It's hysterical. It's a great movie. So anyway, uh, these whistleblowers have evidence that Joe Biden, during his vice presidency, were taking basically bribes play to pay for political decision making uh we've we've spoken at length that the biden family is a political crime family uh and they are guilt they're definitely guilty of some of these allegations but we live in a country that has a two-tier justice system the fbi has been weaponized and now they aren't playing ball with the GOP. They're, they're making up bullshit. So let's get into the article if you want. Sure. So uh, I got this one from ABC News. Me and Captain, we sorted through a couple articles, try and get you the best one uh, that give you the most information. Tried to be a little bit unbiased, which is impossible. I've read three and yeah. I've read three articles and this was probably the best one. With the most context without being any yeah. sort of bias or putting any spin yeah. on it. Kind there of is a good you. there is a good paragraph at the end that I'm going to read if we don't read the whole thing. OK, so, uh, yeah, so from ABC News, GOP chairman, I was a chairwoman. Moves to hold FBI Director Ray in contempt over Biden doc. It says uh, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee said Tuesday he's moving forward with holding uh, former sorry, holding FBI Director Chris Ray in contempt of Congress because the department has not turned over a bureau record that purports to relate to President Joe Biden and his family. Uh, Rep. James Comer criticized the federal law enforcement agency after he said his committee was told it would not gain access to an unclassified form that describes an alleged crime criminal scheme involving the president and a foreign national unclassified form too. So it's not even like it's, you know, super classified information that they don't have access, access to. It's just, it's an unclassified form that has information that you would think would need oversight. Correct. Isn't Mm -hmm. this the the oversight committee? That's what they're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Theoretically oversight of, of government, right? And the FBI isn't playing ball. Nope. The FBI decision to stiff arm Congress and hide this information from the American people is obstructionist and unacceptable, Comer said in a statement. In response, the FBI said in a statement that it remains committed to cooperating with lawmakers in good faith. Doesn't seem that way. And mm. that any discussion of escalation under these circumstances is unnecessary. The FBI said it offered to give the Oversight Committee access to information responsive to the committee subpoena in a format and setting that maintains confidentiality and protects important security interests and the integrity of FBI investigations. Sounds like they're good. Yeah. Yeah. So they just said two paragraphs ago 
an unclassified document. And here they are saying a setting that maintains confidentiality and protects important security interests and the integrity of the FBI investigation. The only thing they're protecting is, quote unquote, the integrity, the shitty integrity of the FBI. If it's unclassified there, you don't need this confidentiality setting. Yeah. So again, like, what do I know? Uh, we're not there. I don't have yeah, the documents. Yeah. I don't know the inner workings of the FBI. But this way, this sounds like to me is they just want to cover their own ass. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they they want to pick and choose what exactly is let out or not. They don't want like an open. They don't want all the documents out there. Republicans are going to blast it on social media everywhere. And everybody could go with a fine tooth comb over every little tiny thing. I'll continue. The Bureau called that offer an extraordinary accommodation. Comer and Ray are scheduled to speak by phone on Wednesday, that is today, amid the standoff. <clears throat> Calls to move forward with contempt were elevated by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy earlier, earlier Tuesday. Told Fox News that he personally called Ray to urge a release of document to Congress. If he does not act, he's not above the law. He's not above Congress, and we will hold him in contempt. Now, I want to be very clear about that, McCarthy said. Comer subpoenaed Ray earlier this month, uh, seeking a specific FBI form from June 2020, that is a report of conversations or interactions with a confidential source. These reports are routine, contain uncorroborated and unvetted information and do not on their own establish any wrongdoing. In in a May 3 letter to Ray with Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, Comer said that it has come to our attention that the Bureau has such a document that describes an alleged crime criminal scheme involving Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions when Biden when Biden was vice president and includes a precise description about it. Uh, It's interesting, right, because this is, you know, look, this story came out a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. um, and as normal, like nothing has occurred. Yep, Uh, Nobody's even really going crazy about it. And this is and and again, it's a, a a. a, uh, what do you call it? it says uh, it's a form from June 2020. Mm-hmm. It's 2023. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm going to stop here for one second just to make the point that this hasn't leaked at all up until now. And it didn't really leak. It kind of just came out you know, organically. Mm-hmm. When any of these or these investigations that, you know, that had to do with Trump, this is a you know, what about ism. Right. But any of these investigations that had to do with Trump, the FBI always leaks shit to yep. the corporate press or to the Democrats or, or whoever. But three years, three years, they've had this information and they haven't leaked it. They, you know, on top of that, you know, another example, they've had they've been investigating, investigating Hunter Biden for years. And none of that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like even the laptop, like they knew about the laptop before. I think Giuliani and them even got the laptop yeah. or anything like that. But none of that leaked. They still they call it that... Russian disinformation. Exactly. Right. Yep. So I actually found out today listening to some other podcasts about this topic that the FBI closed several investigations into Clinton and the Clinton Foundation before the 2016 election. Just so happened they're going to close those cases before she runs for president, you know, for good optics. None of that shit could pop up. Yeah, I, I think the last couple of years, which is we're in the meat and potatoes, what we're going to get into is just really how political the FBI is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the um, the Durham report came out and showed that all of that shit was in pro- inappropriately began, mm-hmm. like they had no evidence or or you know like appropriate reasoning or evidence to start any of that investigation at all. Obviously, it was all fucking fake. They knew it was fake. 
Yep. Yeah, right. They knew it from the beginning as well. Like they knew a lot, of, you know, even, you know, the, the, the report, uh, you know, they were briefed, you know, it says that the president Obama was briefed about how the mm-hmm. information came from the Clinton campaign. Like they were all in on all this shit and they all, they, again, folks, like the, the point we're trying to make here, we're going to continue to make is that they pick sides, right? Like yeah. they have their preferred party. They have their preferred politician. And I'm not saying just Democrats or Obama. It's Republicans, too, but you see what's going on here. It's not an apolitical organization, as it's supposed to be. All right, let's keep going. Um, Democrat. Okay, let's just skip a little bit here, but we'll keep going. Uh, Democrats on the Oversight Committee called Comer's narrative of the FBI obstructing a radical, a, a radical distortion of the situation, and they accused the chairman of stonewalling them from the call with Ray on Wednesday. This subpoena document, by definition, reveals nothing more than an unverified and unsubstantiated tip made to Donald Trump's Justice Department, which presumably led to no evidence of criminal wrongdoing, uh, says Rep. Jamie Raskin. It sounds kind of like the uh, Trump-Russia collusion collusion thing, right? Like that the FBI started their entire investigation off of. The lawmakers used the word alleged three times in the opening paragraph of the letter and offered no evidence of the veracity of the accusations or any details about what they contend are highly credible unclassified whistleblower disclosures. There's like so many descriptive terms mm-hmm. here, like to just stress to you. Uh, the White House has called the subpoena effort further evidence of how congressional Republicans long have been lo- lobbing unfounded, unproven, politically motivated attacks against the Biden family without offering evidence for their claims or evidence of decisions influenced by anything other than U.S. interests. This was the paragraph. I'm sorry to cut you off. This was the paragraph that I wanted to bring up. I was getting irritated as I read it. So go ahead. So has long been lobbying unfound, unproven, politically motivated attacks against the Biden family. Just a few weeks ago, we, um, oh God, what's his name? With the goatee, and he just released, you just said his name. Durham? Yeah, Durham. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, released how the FBI lied and was lobbying unfound, unproven, politically motivated attacks against Donald Trump and his team. We we impeached Donald Trump from an anonymous whistleblower on a call to Ukraine. It was okay to, to use an anonymous whistleblower, but here these are unfounded unproven yeah. political and meanwhile if you look up if you if you go up a few uh paragraphs they're talking about how it is a detailed description of what went on between uh, this foreign nationalist and then vice president joe biden yeah, kind of contradicts it right where they're also yeah. saying like there's nothing it's uncorroborated there's no yeah. evidence or anything yeah. at all um it, it's interesting right because I, I i don't even want to call it like well the democrats anything the deep state does they accuse everyone else of mm-hmm. doing and that's exactly what they do here you know, they, they have, you know, they uh, they say have been lobbying unfounded, unproven, politically motivated attacks against the binding family. That's exactly what the deep state has been doing against anybody yeah. who opposes it. Yeah, literally anybody. Forget about even Trump. Go all the way back years. Right. Where they called libertarians domestic terrorists. What an insane fucking thing to say about a group of people who has almost no power politically yeah. right now in, in the country. I'll, I'll wrap it up here. A contempt of Congress charge would require a full committee vote before going to the House floor. If the House were to approve a contempt resolution against Ray, the decision about whether to prosecute him would fall to prosecutors in the Justice Department <laughs> where Ray works. 
that little tidbit at the end right there reminds mm, that's me a nice of little that black quote. Film. The quote were like the government investigated itself and found that it yes. had no wrongdoing or something yeah. like that. So even if there were to be a thing here, I'm like, good, go ahead, do it. You know, I don't care what's going to come of it again. There's no accountability. You can't rely on government to hold itself no. accountable. It won't. Uh, when when Garrett sent this to us the other day, I also laughed because from my point of view, it's like, man, they're more concerned with holding people accountable for not like showing up to a meeting yeah. than they are for the actual crime. The yeah, people, treason, the treason <laughs> that they committed. And they'll put on like this theater and this bluster. And I'm not saying there's no value in it at all. We're covering it here. Right. So we know about it. So there is some value to it. But it is just interesting from my point of view. And you should keep that in mind, everybody listening. When you hear all these things, nothing ever comes from government. It's just theater. That's all it is. At the end of the day, that's all this is. Again, I'm glad that they're trying to do something, but it's theater at the end of the day. Go ahead. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, everyone? It's the Two Doom Men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire, TNT, Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. So, you know, with what we have seen the FBI do over the past several years uh, with their politically charged attacks, and they are politically charged attacks, they raided Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. That was unprecedented Me to search for all these documents that he had. Meanwhile, Joe Biden was just as guilty of it. Uh, everything, all the all the court hearings, everything they're putting everybody through from January 6th. You know, this is they, they people keep saying the FBI is weaponized. I'm starting to wonder if the FBI was more powerful than we ever imagined and it weaponized the government. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I almost feel like the FBI at this point and the CIA, all the three letter agencies, NSA, all that stuff are so powerful or have been so powerful that they are their own government keeping government in check. They're the deep state. Yeah. yeah. They're the organizations. They're the agencies, right? Like they're, you know, when the, I don't think government weaponized them. I think they weaponized the government. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a good argument to be made, right? And maybe possibly trace it back when, uh, when, you know, John Kennedy got his head blown off. Yeah. Right. And he was looking to uh, kind of like tidy the ship and get rid of all these things. And the point I was going to make is like, Hey, when the, when the founding fathers, they drew this thing up, they didn't, there was no FBI. There was no yeah. CIA. They didn't have any of this stuff. It was a very limited, small, uh, federal government and the States and, and, and whatnot. All this stuff is like 
a new invention of the past hundred years, not even. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and I think you could probably trace a lot of this back to like Hoover and uh, you know his involvement with with the, with the agencies and all that stuff. Um, it, it really is something. I I, I don't you know I, when I was on um, with Alan and James on We the People Radio. I know you got you weren't there. We, we Alan talked about this the FBI a little bit, and um, they they were kind of talking about. Uh, you know, like what could the FBI do at this point to save face? And no mm -hmm. matter which way you chop it up, and I'm sure you'll agree with me here, I'd say 30 to 40, possibly 50 percent of the country now does not like the FBI. Whereas maybe 10 years ago, you thought of the FBI as like the good guys. who do Yeah, like the heroes to save you know, the day. And I'm not talking about libertarians who know everything. Right. They've been uh, hated the FBI forever. I'm talking about like majority of the population. There's armies. Normies, they're all they had. There's all the shows, right? Like FBI, yeah. this FBI, that. Um, the FBI was like a popular thing, everybody wants to be like yeah. a cool agent. Wasn't um, wasn't a skull X Files, weren't they FBI, maybe or CIA? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, you know, yeah. there's that aspect of propaganda, sensationalized like, it. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's it's a you're a yeah. badass if you're an FBI agent. Um, things have changed, yeah, dramatically. Yeah, now and and if not. 50%, maybe 25 to 30% of the country, I think now just outright wants the FBI abolished. I'd say not, between, not, yeah, the past, yeah, between 2015 to today, if we start at 0% in 2014, let's just say, yeah. and it was never 0%, I would say like 50% by now. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. So let's say at least 50%. Let's say at least 50 percent either want the FBI abolished or completely reformed. Yeah. OK, let's let's say that. So when Alan and James and I were, were saying is like, well, how can they repair their image? Right. Because like this is something mm -hmm. they've never had to deal with before. Uh, and if they want to survive as an agency or just have jobs, it's not in their interest for half the population to yeah. want their their company shut down. Right. So what do they do? And James was of the opinion, well, there's nothing they can do at this point. And I was like, oh, no, 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 there's something they can do. They could trick all you motherfuckers back into liking them again, right? Mm -hmm. They can, for be, tr they could try to behave like they're impartial again. And the the, the um, example I use is like, they should just go after Joe Biden, right? Go after the entire Sacrifice Biden, him. Lean into it. Sacrifice yeah. him, right? He's just a puppet at the, be at the end of the day anyway. Uh, throw conservatives, MAGA people a bone and be like, yeah, well, you know, we've tidied up the ship here at the FBI and uh, now we're going to go after you know we're, we're sorry about the mistakes we've made in the past now we're going to go after everybody fairly you know and whatnot mm -hmm. and they offer up you know your sacrifice and Joe Biden or or Hunter you know, probably Hunter Biden to be honest with you here uh, something like that and then they start the propaganda of you know like yeah you know we've cleaned up the act here and and yeah, we took down the mighty Biden crime family yes. and my fear as a libertarian is that's probably what's going to happen and that will probably co-opt conservatives into not into maybe changing their tune and not being so invested in the abolishment mm -hmm. of the FBI. Well, definitely, if something like that was to take place, Americans would quickly forget that, right. you know, Russia Gate was fake and and everything, you know. So I'm glad you brought up like the term like image and, you know, how to fix it and stuff like that, because this is what shocks me. I shouldn't say shock at this point in the game, but we'll use it anyway. This is what shocks me the most is just a few weeks ago, Durham comes out and says the FBI lied 
about the Russiagate investigation. And the only people toeing the line of saying this is dense disinformation are the weakest brainwashed individuals on Twitter. No one else is buying this crap anymore. So here you are three weeks later, you're covering for Joe Biden and you're getting involved in in uh, political gamesmanship in a, in a two-tier justice system. They're not even trying to save face. They don't give a fuck about their image. They, I, I think we're at a point now where the deep state is so exposed that it's ex- if it's any more exposed, it's just going to operate above board and thumb their nose at you and not give a shit. What are you what are you going to do to the FBI to stop the FBI from doing 70%, 80% of the country could want them disbanded or reconfigured or anything like that. It, it, I think at this point it's not going to stop them. That's why I don't even think the government weaponized the FBI. I think the FBI had control of of all the strings to begin with. Yeah, you're and, describing you're describing like they just go full heel turn. Yeah. Like I could I don't know. Like I, I envision like Focus, some, throw press, it into the wind. <laughs> some press conference at some point, like they're up there trying so hard to like spin the propaganda. And then all of a sudden they're just like, you know what? Never mind. F- forget it. Like, yeah, you're all under arrest. Like we're, yeah. we're sending men with guns to all your homes. If you yeah. dare oppose us, like they just like, you know what? They, they get lazy in a sense. They're like, no, it's just it's easier at this point to just be the overt. I, look at look villains. at what look at what the FBI and these agencies did to Twitter during COVID and the election. You know, a right. huge psyop that f- destroyed our First Amendment on social media. Come, there's there's nothing that there's nothing showing that they care anymore. There's nothing showing they still believe that they are the good heroes that you see on on the Netflix shows and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I, yeah, that's, that's what that's what blows my mind. That like you could just have bad press after bad press and still just and then like in the same breath be like. Oh no no we this is a this isn't a two tier justice system we're politically unbiased but we're gonna fuck over Trump as hard as we can you know yeah, and yeah I agree I don't think we're at that point necessarily yet I do think they're still trying to propaganda but this reminds yeah. me of uh, this conversation reminds me of something I was listening to uh, Dave Smith and Jeff Dice talk about this and uh, and they were saying how like the elites in charge like the deep state elites have essentially like dropped all pretenses of caring about you mm-hmm. at this point. Um, they just need to get their agenda. They yeah, need like, to win at all costs. Right. At like, this and, point. and if you can compare, you know, I, I'd say Biden is a puppet, but he's part of the deep state. Definitely. If you can compare his rhetoric at the beginning of his presidency when he won and he was talking about, I'm going to be the president, the unifier. Remember yeah. this? Moderate, remember from our the most moderate this? president, most ever. moderate president ever. I'm going to be the unifier to now two and a half years later where they're calling half the population terrorists yep. and weaponizing, you know, like using the agencies to uh, as we- as like a KGB force to yeah. go after their political opponents. They've, in a sense, dropped all pretenses. They've been pushed into a corner so far. So much of the population hates each other. They're starting to make that heel turn where they're just coming out overtly yeah. as the bad guys, whereas before yeah. they were trying this thing of like, okay, it's Soon the lizard we, we people know. won't even need to wear a mask. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Like they'll to be telling you to wear a mask, but they just won't be wearing a mask ever again. Like they've they've uh, they've taken off. The mask has come off, you know, to, to use a pun there. It's interesting, man. Really yeah. is. I don't think we're quite there yet, but we're almost there where there won't it won't be a conspiracy theory anymore from people like me and you because it's going to be outright. They're well, just going to be like, yeah, yeah, we're the evil villains, boys. Too bad. Yeah. Like, you know, stack well, up. Let's yes. go. Stack up. Yeah. Fuck you. Stack up. <laughs> um, yeah. Like we were talking about uh, 
Oh shit. Where was oh this all stems back to what was that uh strategy to combat domestic terrorism? This is all this is domestic terrorism. Yeah, this is all this is. You are not on our team, you are not playing for our team, so we are gonna use the full force of deep state law enforcement yeah. to come Calm after down you. On you. Right. And on top of it, everything that we've talked about over the years all of our conspiracies that have come true and predictions. Yeah. All of our predictions that have come true. I'm telling you right now, if Biden was innocent, they wouldn't be playing this game. So we, we we could set a receipt here right now. If I'm wrong, I'll admit it. Biden's guilty as shit right now. He had a play to pay scheme. He probably still has a play to pay scheme. Everything that they're trying to, all the, the documents that the FBI are trying to withhold from the House Judici- uh, Oversight Committee, we're, we're yeah. over the target. If we weren't over the target, this wouldn't be an yeah. issue. Uh, and, and you know, look, man, it doesn't take a fucking PhD in political science to to get that they have a pay, play to pay scheme, right? Yeah. Just again, we just touched on this last episode, right? When we're talking about Black Lives Matter, Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma, a gas company mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Hunter Biden has no experience in the gas industry. He's a fucking crackhead, loser son of a famous person. Right? He's got no experience whatsoever. What was he doing there on the board of Burisma? He was there to curry favor with his father for Burisma. We're in a war with Ukraine you know, and Russia right now. Like, I think that's all not interconnected in some way. It mm-hmm. is. So, yes. They are currying favor, pay-to-play schemes, all that. Like, that was a pay-to-play scheme right there. They're paying Hunter Biden a large sum of money to be on the board for it's. Yeah, I don't know, man. Imagine if that some fucking, you know, some uh, Japanese, you know, financial tech firm all of a sudden chose to put me on the board of directors. <laughs> I have yeah. no experience in that field. Why would they just pick me out of? No, they wouldn't. Obviously, they only right. would unless I had something else of value to them outside of like the normal job function. Someone in that role would have. So, yes, they're corrupt. It's not a fucking conspiracy. It's right there in your face. Right. It's just a matter of fucking going after them and doing something about it. And I there's definitely a darker side, too, because there's a lot of people that won't come out against the FBI. There's a lot of politicians that fall in line. So they're definitely using their own means against members of Congress, their yeah. own to the FBI Again, tools. Like I tell yeah. Garrett all the time, it's just competing factions of bad guys. There's ra- yeah. rarely ever a good guy in this realm. And, uh, you know, so like I, I, I don't like to say, oh, well, these guys, they're the good guys yeah. in government. Finally, we found the good guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very skeptical of that. Uh, let's shift gears real quick. Uh, forgot to okay. mention this before. Where we're going to talk about the uh, firearm the policy co- coalition. Yeah. This will be a quick uh, a- advertisement, I guess you could say, in a way. But this is also kind of uh, we're trying to protect you guys. So my advice to you would be: if you have a a, a rifle with a pistol brace on it, you are going to want to join up, join the FPC immediately, right? Because you might be well aware the ATF, another corrupt three-letter unaccountable agency, made a rule. Essentially saying, if you have a pistol brace on your rifle, you are a criminal in a sense. And you have like a, a few ways you have to either uh, register it with them, uh, to, you know, change the barrel, destroy it, all these things. But essentially, it's an infringement on your Second Amendment rights. It's a way to make a lot of people criminals. And it's a way to uh, really just take away 
a, a technicality, a technicality that a lot of people have found to have a like a semi-automatic AR-15 style rifle legally. Mm-hmm. Like they have been like, okay, well, people have like you know, people and manufacturers have figured out we can do this to give you an AR-15, the semi-automatic. We're just gonna like make up a rule ourselves that makes it illegal to get rid of it. So if you have one. I'm not saying anything's going to happen to you. I don't know how what kind of resources the ATF actually have, how they would even, uh, you know, carry out going after everyone for this. But you want to go to joinfpc.org. All it takes is a $20 donation to the Firearms Policy Coalition, and uh, you will be covered by an injunction that they have gotten in court uh, where they're basically suing and going after the ATF, saying it's an illegal and constitutional rule. And uh, the judge has given them an injunction which uh, protects anyone who is actually a member of the Firearms Policy Coalition. Now, it's not going to just stop here. The Firearms Policy Coalition is going to continue fighting and trying to get this completely overturned for everyone, not just anybody and their members. But for now, that's not bad. Like, they've actually scored a win here to to protect your Second Amendment rights. Uh, Even if you don't have, this is what I was telling you the other day, Cap, like, even if you don't have a a rifle with with the brace, you should support this organization because they're out there doing, like, the grunt work of protecting mm-hmm. your right to bear arms. Uh, We're and, supporting the gun lobbies. <laughs> right. You know, and, and they're doing it and not the fake way like the NRA does. Right. The, they're doing it in like the most pro gun way uh, you possibly can The firearms policy. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. Uh, it's really cool to see somebody actually doing, uh, you know, like the work that needs to be done in an extent. So, uh, yeah, so that's the FPC. And funny enough, while you were giving them their nice little advertisement, I got a notification from Truth Social. That, uh, this is from Mike Davis. The FBI is now admitting it has a document uh, evidencing then-Vice President Joe Biden took a foreign bribe. So brace for an indictment soon of, of President Trump <laughs> from uh, Garland Special uh, Counsel Jack Smith for obstruction. Interesting. I don't want to go in and read this whole thing sure, right not, now. Not, not mid episode. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's not that long, but so, I'm not gonna. So maybe, maybe they might be. You know, they we'll just see. heard. They're listening to this show, obviously, since be. we're domestic terrorists, and they're like, you know what? Let's just sacrifice. He's right. Let's sacrifice Biden. <laughs> yeah. Again, like my overall message to people, especially conservatives, who I try to talk to a lot as the crazy libertarian anarchist guy here. I'm trying trying to hold you guys accountable. Don't fall for it. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna I'm not going to not cheer if the whole Biden crime family gets arrested and put in irons. I think it's great, but when the FBI starts spit turning around and being like, "You see, we we fixed it. Don't yeah, get rid of us now." Yeah, yeah. No, you press even harder. When that I think happens. you know something that, and also I want to shout out something. We're going to continue covering this probably throughout the summer. Um, you know, one thing I've been adamant about with for a different topic here, obviously, is the Bud Light of boycotting Bud Light and destroying Anheuser-Busch. Um, I keep reminding people, like, there's no turning this ship around. We've made our decision. If they apologize, if they fire Dylan Mulvaney, if they fire the marketing experts, if they don't give a shit about their DEI index, whatever, which they do, and all these companies do, because BlackRock's going to pay them more than we're going to pay them for buying their products, there's no going back. 
That's it. Even after, even if they make a new can with a giant jacked Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> some shit. They put Trump and, on the can. Yeah. Yeah. You know you know, there's like, no yeah. going back. It's over. We need to make one of these large corporations fall for being woke. And that will literally be a shot heard around the world to fight this ridiculous grooming agenda. And with that, Modelo. I know you're a big Modelo drinker. Our group is a big Modelo, is uh, big on Modelo. Uh, remember, Corona is owned by Anheuser-Busch, so fuck Corona. Uh, but Modelo is, for the first time ever, set to outpace Bud Light sales in the summer. So it is going to be a Modelo summer. That's the beer 2023. Let's go. No gay beers. Yeah, I, I didn't think we were talking about this, but it's interesting, right? Because people have been like, oh, well, Modelo is owned by Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, but not in America. It's not. It's owned by Constellation Brands. I like that even more because they must be so sour about it at InBev <laughs> about how, damn it, we own this fucking brand everywhere except for the one place where yep. everyone wants to buy it, right? Yeah. So that it, it burns them even more. I also just find it interesting from a beer drinker point of view. It's a good fucking beer, yeah. but I didn't think it was a beer. Like, it's not Bud Light. It's not the same thing. It's no. A no, summer, good-tasting Mexican-style beer. Yeah, It's not like your light, crushable, frat boy mm -hmm. beer. I mean, I like it more, to be honest with you, but it just not only has, have we you know, had a successful boycott here of Bud Light, but people seem to have like gotten a little bit more taste, right? Now, yeah. they've the beer they've decided to replace Bud Light with is actually a classier, better tasting beer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't see how this is a loss at all for anyone. Well, I, what I've been what I've been drinking, uh, shout out to Half Full Brewery, which is a local uh, distillery, no, brewery, brewery. Uh, in Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, they have a blonde ale. Uh, it's it's not that crushable, but. You know, it's a great beer. I think I was going to maybe bring some over the next time. We can maybe review it. I've had it dozens of times, so I don't know if my review of it's really going to be unbiased. Um, but you know what? Support your local beer distributors. Yeah. Support your local breweries. Where if you live in the Northeast, we don't need Anheuser-Busch at all. You have a million breweries within arm's reach, and they're all banging. So. And that's a that's small my little business, spiel on that. Yeah, it's a small business. You're supporting a small business. Yeah, I'm all for it. Well, also, uh, we we ordered or I ordered um that uh, right wing oh, yeah. beer. I forgot yeah, what it's, American I, Dad beer, whatever. American it is. Dad, American yeah. Dad's right wing beer. Uh, yeah. They are so overwhelmed with orders that it said that uh, like my order probably won't go into production for like 30 days. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and I it's, been a few, it's been a it's, while. It's, it's, it's got to be close. It's got to be getting, we got to be getting close to the 30 days where it should go into uh, production. And then it's going to get shipped to my house and you bet your bottom dollar. There'll be a doomed review. Hell yeah. Of that. So keep an eye out for that one. Uh, I think Cap, let's go into the tweets of the week, man. We got a bunch and uh, this will also you, okay. be a topic yes. of, of, because of AOC, but go ahead. Do you want to go through your tweets of the week? I only have one tweet that doesn't relate to AOC. <laughs> or do you want to talk about AOC first, then go into the tweets? Uh, let's, I don't know. That's a good question, right? Like, how do we want to do it? But I, I think maybe let's stick to the all AOC tweets okay. first. So uh, I think that's like it's... my bottom. Let me check on my side. I'm pretty sure it's no, all I the can, bottom I see four. which one they are. I'll, okay. I'll, uh, I'll choose them in, in the correct order. So I'm going to so, assume you laid them out in order here. 
I don't think so. I kind of was just finding them and you saving one, them. One, two, three. You got three. Three uh, AOC press ones. I have one. Too. Okay, yeah, and one's from Chenk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what happened was I think this is absolutely genius. I don't know the exact terminology, but there's like some new rule on Twitter that if you say it's a parody account, you could get away with bloody murder on Twitter. And I think this is the ultimate way on this platform to directly troll members of the government. I don't care if there's a Trump one. I don't care if there's a DeSantis. There are one. Trump ones. too. Yeah, it's the best part. Yeah. So but this got under AOC's skin. This was this was fantastic. So. All right. Uh, this is from a parody account. After brainstorming with my staff, I am going to push Congress to make it illegal to joke, laugh, or make fun of me. Parody should be illegal. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, Doom Nation? It is Skaggs here, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Two Doom Men podcast. If you like political discussion, guns, beer, movie and TV reviews, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel, and share the show with your friends. That's the best way we can get around Big Tech's algorithm. You can also just go to linktree.com slash to do men to find everywhere the show has a presence. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Skaggs89. Thank you, everyone, and let's get back to the show. Yeah, the the account's called AOC at AOC Press, uh, and it's uh, it's Alexandria Ocasio Cortez press release, and then in parentheses parody. It's got a blue check. Yes, it's also using the exact same profile photo AOC uses. Um, I, I, I'll say it is well put together. If you don't look, uh, yep. you could probably if, get confused. And and um, if you read it in, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if you read it in your feed. All you see is Alexandria Escario Cortez P. It doesn't have right. press release or parody. And then the blue check marks moved over. So it looks like her account. Right. But if you pay attention to things and if you do your own research, as we always say, and you don't mm. have the mindset of an AOC who wants like, you know, to like legislate everything, you just click and you see the full context yep. that it's a parody account. You see that it has a blue check, not a gray check. Right. A gray check. Now, anyone who has a gray check is a government official, an officially sanctioned government official Twitter account like AOC does have. She has a gray check. Mm-hmm. So if you actually do pay attention and whatnot, and you can easily figure it out. So that's the first one. Let's go on to uh, the second one here. These were just some of my favorites. They were tweeting all day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, if Elon Musk wants to have a chance with me, he'll immediately ban the parody account of me. <laughs> this is literally not funny. Oh, man. That was a good one. I had a great day reading these yesterday. If you want to know why my account lost its blue check today, that's easy. Me, on, me and Elon Musk broke up. Thank God he made up and I got my blue check back within an hour. Big shout out to my big E. I love you, Snookums. I wonder how many people are falling for this, too. Like- well, if you go back to my fir- the first one that you read, I don't know if she understands it or not, but she's like, I'm with you, Queen. Well, a- Ange- Angela Bell. I don't know who that is. So. She's, a, she's a shit lib, woke leftist person. Okay, so she didn't even realize that she's in favor. So, you know. Yeah, I, been, is, she, is she though or is she also did she notice and she's trying to be funny as well I maybe don't i don't know yeah. i don't know um 
one thing like that we're going to it's going to start being easier when you argue with these shit libs is the fact that most of them they're not going to go out and admit it but you'll be able to bait them easily that they are all for a authoritarian uniparty system yeah you know just that they're like they truly believe that there should never be another republican well yeah keep in mind as well like there's no room for humor in the soviet union right you know what i mean so that is well established so i'll go to my now my last tweet and this is from the woman herself alexandria ocasio-cortez where she says fyi there's a fake account on here impersonating me and going viral the twitter ceo has engaged it boosting visibility it is releasing false policy statements and gaining spread i am assessing with my team how to move forward in the meantime, be careful of what you see. Now, I just want to make the point that I think it's hysterical that AO, it's like a rare omission to an ex, to an extent by AOC of what a joke she absolutely mm-hmm. is, that mm-hmm. people will actually take some of the crazy shit the uh, the parody account is saying and be like, oh, you know, sounds about That's right. That's why sounds about I right. love I could see, this. Yeah, like I could see AOC actually saying something like that. I mean, like, they need to do an Adam Shift one. Yeah, something like that. Like when when clown world and the real world are indistinguish, like, you know, when parody, <laughs> when parody and the real world are indistinguishable, you know, you've landed in clown world. Yes. So look, look at I mean, the the lectern guy, trust me, the stuff <laughs> that the parody account is saying is not more ridiculous than what yeah. comes up from your mouth. Yep. That's <laughs> a, yeah, that guy is awesome. Um, yeah, it, it really is. And and again, like on a more on a deeper point here. She wants to punish the person, right? I'm assessing yeah. what my team yeah. can do, how to move forward in the meantime. I mean, like, what is she talking about? Like, yeah, there's maybe, maybe she's going to take some sort of legal action. Maybe you know, she's in Congress, you know, right? Maybe she's yeah. going to try and put put forward no some bill. sort of policy thing in the future. Yeah. She has proved over over the course of time, like she is not a supporter of the First Amendment. And yeah. where in the First Amendment does it say that parody is not a, a First Amendment protected speech? Right. It, it is. You could there's fun of people and and do parody if you want to. There's false policy statement. Just like uh, all disinformation, just people can't grasp or I mean, she's in the wrong. So that's why she's combating it. But like people can't grasp that, like yelling fire in, you know, how can I word this? Fire in a crowded theater. Yeah, that's actually not. That's actually even that is a misconception. That's actually protected speech as well. Yes. Everyone. All these liberals try to quote that to be like, well, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Yeah, actually, you can. If you look into the fucking court ruling, it said that you could not that you can't. Right. You shouldn't. And so you shouldn't. Right. It doesn't say that you 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 can't by the Constitution. There's this battle of we can only speak what is true. You know what I mean? We can't. So so let's talk. You know, we like Lord of the Rings. We like Game of Thrones. So you mean to tell me we can't converse about dragons because dragons aren't real? <laughs> you know, what I'm, you get what I'm saying? Like, well, just this yeah. fight on what truth sure. is. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, like they don't care about that. No, they don't. Right? And again, I, I think it's I not even the really truth. Even... It's been proven time and time also, again. They'll they'll use example. They'll actually use examples like you just used to be like, well, no, you do have your freedom of speech. Like if you want to talk about stuff like that, you can. Freedom of speech and the First Amendment is meaningless if we only talk about things 
that we either agree upon yeah. or things that don't matter. It only has value in things that matter or things that we might disagree with someone else on. If we're going to talk about dragons and Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings or whatever, who gives a fuck? Right. Like it doesn't right. impact society, really. In it any doesn't, way doesn't whatsoever. drain the like, swamp. The government is not interested in our speech around Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. They're interested in our speech around Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the type of policy she puts forward, right? That's where they'll cr criminalize speech or try to, like, restrict or limit whatever it is you're saying because you're saying something that they don't like. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what the freedom is, the First Amendment, is for. It's not for fucking Jon Snow. It's for AOC. Yeah. And I like what you said. It's it's showing of what type of joke she is that a parody yeah. account could immediately be... It, you know, believe that it's her actual account. The account reminds me of Alex Stein and what he's trying to do, which is just be outrageous and stupid and trigger yeah. people with like culture jamming stuff to just expose like how they react to things and where their mindset really is. Mm -hmm. All right. So I got tweets of the week as well. I got a couple of really good ones here. Um, let's go with my first one. This is a rando. I try not to swing down, but we're swinging down here today. <laughs> Although I don't know, is Val Valerie Bertinelli? She might actually be. She sounds popular. Who's Valerie Bertinelli? Nah, she's popular. She's got high familiar followers. I guess she's an actress or something. I don't even know. But anyway, so Valerie uh, Bertinelli, she goes in super simplistic terms. The debt ceiling is like your credit card bill coming at the end of the month, and the Republicans who helped run up that bill, tax breaks for billionaires, example, no revenue, now want to not pay the nation's credit card bill and blame Democrats for it. Oh, my God. Like, this is what we're dealing with here. Probably the way most of society thinks about, like, the debt ceiling. She says that the debt ceiling is like your credit card bill coming due at the end of the month. And Republicans who helped run up that bill now want to not pay the nation's credit card bill. And blame still have to get paid. This couldn't I, I responded to this in the time. right? I'm like, this could not be more wrong. The debt ceiling is like you maxing out your credit card. And instead of tightening your budget and attempting to pay back the balance you owe, you ask for a limit increase. That's yeah. what the debt. They're not paying anything back. They're literally like, fuck, we've hit our, our credit score limit or whatever it is, your credit card limit. You you then submit a, a request to the credit card agency. Can you raise my limit? Because I don't have any more money to spend on my credit limit. I need more limit. That's what the debt ceiling is. The it's government not... just doesn't want to live on a budget when every American needs to live yeah. on a budget. Exactly. And they're mad at billionaires and millionaires because they don't have to live on a budget. Also, just the way they look at it, right? Like, it's their money. It's not your money. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, like, defend billionaires here. But they consider tax breaks spending, right? Like, they consider if you give people, if you allow people to keep their money and not steal as much of it, that it's spending. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If, if, if whatever, let's say the libertarian. So people are actually championing, championing the pay government. Taxes. To, yeah, like, pay to, yeah. taxes so that yeah. the government has money to spend. Like, yeah. let's say you get like by that same logic, let's forget about even the taxes. But let's say you get your perfect libertarian president and he just abolishes the federal income tax the, the democrats would be like how are we like you know that's that's gonna we're never gonna be able to pay back the budget now the, the the spending now because we're not collecting any taxes they see tax cuts as spending instead of spending as hmm. spending they're not and all it is is like you get to keep your money they see that as spending in a yeah. sense where and they don't see their own spending their government spending as spending where the answer here is just don't tax anybody and stop spending so much fucking money. 
Mm. And we won't have all these debt ceiling problems. Stop spending, sending money all around the world. That too. Right. All right. You, uh, let's actually go on. You have a couple. Yeah, of I got two of them. I think the first and like the fourth. Uh, Dallas sports fan pay. Oh, okay. So if you scroll up, I think you might see what this was a reply to Joe Biden. Earlier this evening, Speaker McCarthy and I reached a budget agreement in principle. Uh, it is important step forward that reduces spending while protecting critical programs for working people and growing the economy for everyone. It goes on, blah, 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 blah. This guy, Dallas sports fan, pay off my student loans, ban the Second Amendment, and arrest all those who oppose us. It's time to make America a better place. Boy, what a dictator you are. Jesus Christ. Thank God you're not in charge of anything. Yeah, he, him. Yeah, cry um, about it. I, I'm going to point back to the original tweet here again, just to make my point again. It's important step forward that reduces spending while protecting critical programs. They're saying that raising the debt ceiling reduces spending. If oh, you, yeah, spending like, more money. Right, like spending more money reduces spending somehow. Again, like this is the same logic that that Valerie Bertinelli was just using. And this is the president of the United States also using the same logic. Yeah. Um, you know, th this did happen. Now, McCarthy has caved, basically. And yeah. uh, they've, they've, they have an agreement, I, was, I think, in principle to yeah. raising the debt ceiling. And like if you look at it all said and done, uh, it essentially makes room for four trillion more dollars of yep. debt. And they're somehow calling. And I think I think the, the, the rationale, the reasoning that they're saying it's cutting spending is because they, I think they were projected to have like six trillion dollars of debt in the next three years but instead now they've slashed that down to four trillion dollars of future debt added on top of the debt we already have yeah. and they're calling that a cut to spending so they're like okay well you see now now we're only going to spend four trillion dollars that we don't have instead of six trillion dollars that we don't have you see we cut spending instead of just not spending the four trillion dollars yeah. amazing i think it's been something like the past like 78 times in a row, they've decided to increase the <laughs> debt ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh man. All right. Let's uh, all right. So this is an interesting, well, this is probably the, I found this to be one of the most interesting tweets of the week. And this one is from the Omni liberal destiny. If you're not familiar with destiny, he is uh, a leftist political personality. One of the few people who has the balls to actually debate uh, people on the right and libertarians. He's been on Tim Pool's show many times uh, debating him. He's debated Clint Russell on Ukraine and things like that. So I actually respect Destiny to some extent because he actually tries to back things up uh, from his leftist mm -hmm. point of view. I actually saw this tweet, not yeah. even through what uh, so, you uh, saved. So let that be you know, your foundation for who Destiny is. He is a lefty, right, through and through. He says, I'm sorry, but it's honestly just fucking weird. If my son was gay or whatever, I'd be all for it. But dressing kids up in LGBT, LGBT gear is making their bodies battlegrounds for social issues that they are totally clueless about. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between being gay and advertising social issues via clothing. I support Ukraine, but I'm not about to send my kid to school dressed up in blue and yellow. His body isn't a billboard for my societal beliefs, social beliefs. Uh, and, and what are they talking about? They're talking about the clothing and Target, Target and stuff. And now calls. Uh, you know, J. Crew uh, mm -hmm. are printing, you know, because Pride Month's coming up, you know, clothing for children that says like LGBTQ on it or whatever. Kids are not, it's not for kids, man. Nope. This is the argument. Even this... Destiny, the Omni liberal, understands that. 
That yeah. is interesting. That you at know, the at the end of the day, and I think moving forward, we need to focus more on forget the corporations that are going woke. They're doing that for money. So if you're a, you're a corporation, you're in it for money. You're corrupt to begin with. You're you're here for money. But we need to start focusing on the parents who are pushing this agenda on their kids. I spent a lot of time with one of our friends' childs this weekend. Kids only one. Your daughter's only one. We have another friend whose son is going to be turning two within the next few months. Just looking at these kids and they're still exploring the world and stuff. There's no way in the next five, six years that any of these children are real, unless like it's drilled into their head of like what gay is or what being trans is. There's no way these kids are going to wake up without an outside force and go, I'm gay. Can they become gay? Can they, are, you know, are they going to grow it? Very well possibility. We organically, have no problem. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Organically, very possible that, you know, they grow up and make their decision and say, yeah, I, I'm gay, which is, which is more than fine. But without this, this is a type of grooming. Without all this going on, they they don't know what the hell the problem or the issue is. They're just your daughter doesn't choose what shirts and what clothing she wears, right. correct? So no, if right. you're yeah, the parent and you're doing this to them, <laughs> yeah. If you're doing this to them, this is why all of a sudden a six year old thinks he's a transgender because yeah. of bad parents. Right. It's grooming, right? That's what yeah. it is. I'll give you a personal anecdote. Uh, it was Memorial Day weekend. Over the weekend, I went to the Mystic Aquarium in Connecticut. It's a wonderful place. It's great. I love it. Great for the kids. There was a lot of kids there. And uh, I saw a kid. Now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. So he or she looked more like a boy, a little chunky, looked a little bit odd, uh, like a, like probably an oddball at school or something like that, at least by the standards when I was at school. Looked like this kid was maybe 10 years old. Uh, and the kid was wearing a shirt. Uh, that said, you know the deal, and you know the deal was in the rainbow flag, and like like the words were like in the rainbow flag down to the trans flag mm -hmm. from top to bottom. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? This kid's like ten. I'm not. I'm again. I'm like not even sure what gender. <laughs> You're 34 and you is. don't know the deal. <laughs> yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like what? Is, this kid is wearing is ten wearing a shirt with the with the with the lgbt with that flag that i have on the screen there on it mm -hmm. and it says you know the deal like what what is that supposed to mean why is this <laughs> kid wearing that i don't know like I, shit man imagine if, if if when i was 10 if my mom bought me a shirt that said you know the deal and in the words like in the background was a picture of a girl with like tits or yeah. something wouldn't you think people be like what the fuck is wrong with this mm -hmm. with these parents all right like mm -hmm. it, it, kids should not be sexualized they should not have this stuff pushed onto them. Let them develop organically, and then you accept them for whatever it is they truly are. Don't turn them into it. It's also just fucking weird for adults to be doing kids this. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, right? Be mean. It's no. fucking weird, and you're a groomer. What do we got left? You got I got a chink one. You can't have a Tweets of the Week without chink. Yeah. All right. And now Biden has been asked and he didn't even give us. Oh, yeah, this was such a crybaby moment. <laughs> and now Biden has been asked and he didn't even give a straight answer. 
when he was asked if he would pardon Trump, a question most people on here found to be a no-brainer. He did not say no. He didn't answer the question. I told you he'd consider it. That's who he is. So so for context, too, like Biden was asked this. A couple people were asked this. Even Ron DeSantis was asked this. And Ron DeSantis did say that he would pardon Trump if he were president. Uh, but to counter Chang's point here, I saw a lot of the other shit libs were saying how Biden gave a great answer because he kind of like laughed it off about how pathetic it mm-hmm. is. But you see how just they're also I, I don't even know, like for some of them, it was good for yeah. Chang. It's not good enough. It just I mean, that's true. Trump derangement syndrome to be lambasting your own Lord and Savior, because that's what he is to these people that like he didn't give a like a strong enough answer because they just need Trump behind bars. It doesn't matter. We could go to the nuclear war with Russia. It doesn't fucking matter. Put yeah. Trump behind bars. I think this Blow is me into space yeah. dust. But as long as he's behind bars, I will float through the universe with a smile on. Now that I'm thinking it actually shows some dissent in the shit lib ranks. Like it's I think Shank is so militantly anti-Trump. He'll burn anyone like Shank mm-hmm. won't blindly support Joe Biden just because he's not Donald Trump. Like Shank hates Trump so much. If anyone's not willing to hang Trump, yep. then you're his enemy. And yeah, the whereas guy. whereas like Joe from Jers thought that it was but Biden's response was funny because she likes Biden and yeah. she went to the White House and she's basically paid propagandists of, of him. And he kind of like laughed it off. So it's interesting to see that kind of divide. There is a little bit of dissent amongst the ranks mm-hmm. of, uh, of the shit libs. <laughs> what are you going to say? And that's all. No, you're good. That's I all. I got mine. Uh, one more uh, by Cernovich. And uh, Cernovich says Stalin sent political prisoners to gulags after a show trial before regime stooges. The usual bid was five to ten years. Stuart Rhodes got 18 years and he'll probably be tuned up in a level five supermax when no one is looking. We saw the Soviet Union as monstrous. Here we are now. What's he talking about? He's talking about Stuart Rhodes, the uh, the founder, I guess, the leader of the Oath Keepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan and James just had him on their show last week. I listened to it. It was interesting. He got sentenced to 18 years in prison for his role in the January 6th uh, insurrection, right, where he never actually stepped foot on the on the uh, on the on the property in any way whatsoever. Um, and as someone who is currently myself, like in the process of like studying a lot about the Soviet Union, to find it interesting historically, yeah. Even Stalin, they called it tenors, right? He gave people tenors. If you were like an opponent of the regime, they, they gave you a tenor. They threw you in fucking jail for 10 years in the gulag, most people. Uh, it wasn't for like a short period of time that Stalin, they went uh, t- towards his death when he was really going crazy. They upped it to 25 years. So not 100% true. Stalin did go full throttle at one point. Mm-hmm. They give people 25 years in prison for saying something bad about the Communist Party. But for the most part, you got a five to 10 bid in the gulag, whereas now you're getting 18 in the United States for, you know, expressing yep. your First Amendment right. The, the FBI is above board, everybody. Yeah. Again, man, that's also why it's so important to oppose the FBI. Like we don't need a, We don't need like the blueprint for another KGB here yeah. in America, which essentially yeah. is what the FBI is. What we have. It's They're what not we to have. that level yet. They're not to Stalin's level yet. You know, I, there's they're they're only, pretty bad. 
they're pretty they're bad, only, yeah. but, you know, like, but they're not to that level yet. But I don't think we should have them because I don't want them to go further and get to that level. I think they're only not at that level yet is because they didn't get to that. Fuck it. We're the bad guy moment yet that we were talking about earlier. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. They just I think, they're, I think yeah. they're fully prepared to get to that level. I, I, if they could do it today, I, I believe they would. I yeah, believe like, they absolutely would. Like in Captain America, where Hydra just comes out as Hydra finally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after, That's after, basically uh, what the government really is. <laughs> okay. The is. second Captain America movie is pretty spot on to what we're seeing today. Yep. All right, man. I think uh, we'll wrap it up here. We've been going for a minute. Yes, we'll have to save uh, the Epstein stuff for another time. Uh, yes, sir. As before, don't forget, we got a lot of stuff coming up. So like, share, and subscribe. Keep watching everything. And uh, we'll be back. All right, Doom Nation. I hope you guys enjoyed another episode. Adios. See you guys next time.